You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is highlights from our weekly service. Welcome to Northern Lights MCC. We're part of a worldwide denomination who celebrate the inclusive love of God for everyone. You're very welcome if it's your first time here or if you're returning after some time away. Whether you're watching this as it goes out on the Sunday evening, or you're watching it again on Catch Up on YouTube, or on our podcast, you're all are welcome here. Tonight we'll be concluding our series on What is Faith, with Jackie Tyson from Sunderland Minister preaching to us on the topic of being called into a loving relationship with God. And we've got readings from the Psalms and Matthew's Gospel. This series on what is faith has been an interesting series, allowing us to reflect on what faith means to us. For me, faith is being able to sit down and let go of any worries and let God take care of them for us. That's why I chose to come to you from Newcastle Quayside. This has a special place in my heart, where I am able to come and sit for a period of time, put away any worries, and listen to what God has planned for me. Maybe you have that special place which you can go and put your worries away, or maybe God's got it planned that he will reveal it to you sometime soon. So let us take a moment of quiet to let go of all the things this week has brought and challenged us with and still ourselves in God's presence. O Heavenly Parent, we lift up to you all our worries and concerns that have been bothering us over the past week. We pray that you give us the strength to face our problems with faith and trust that you are with us. May we each find that space to be able to reach out to you and hear you and to know what you have planned for us. Amen. With looking at what is faith this month, we have allowed ourselves to the ability to have trust in God. Sometimes this is easy, sometimes this is very hard, but making time to listen to and open our hearts to God can be the best part of building that trust with our heavenly parent who loves us for who we are and makes each of us valid and unique and gives us a worldwide family of siblings each as unique as each other they love us for being us and that is how they have made us regardless of what labels societies throw on us. We take time now to listen to God's words with readings from George and Ronnie, hearing Jackie's reflection and allowing us to be led in prayer by Judith. A reading from Psalm 26, verses 1 to 8. Vindicate me, God, for I have led a blameless life. 
I have trusted in God, and have not faltered. Test me, God, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind, for I have always been mindful of your unfailing love, and have lived in reliance on your faithfulness. I do not sit with the deceitful, nor do I associate with the hypocrites. I abhor the assembly of the evildoers, and refuse to sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence, and go about your altar, God, proclaiming aloud your praise and telling of all your wonderful deeds. God, I love the house where you live, and the place where your glory dwells. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 21 to 28. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, to be killed and to be raised up on the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this should not happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offence to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of men. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let them deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit if someone was to gain the whole world and lose their own soul? Or what could a person give in exchange for their soul? The Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to their works. Assuredly, I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in all his glory. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hi. Um, it's an absolute privilege to be asked to um, preach again at Northern Lights for your regular Sunday service. Um, for anybody who missed me last time, my name's Jackie Tyson. I'm a Church of England priest uh, based in based at Sunderland Minster. So, the this sermon today is um, well started off as being on Psalm 26, because I've come to love the Psalms deeply. There's a psalm for every aspect of the human condition. And within that, there's a deep, deep recognition that where else would you go to but God with every concern of your heart? They contain a freedom of speech to God, which reveals to us, I think, that we can say what we need to to God. We can be honest before God about who we are and what we think. There's a great precedent in the Psalms 
of honesty before God. And God is big enough to to hold it all. God's big enough to to use it and to to draw us on as we grow in faith and as we seek to know God better, even though that can sometimes be quite a painful process. So I'd planned to talk about this beautiful psalm um, as, as a devotion, but that essentially changed because of um, what I call um, a God nudge. A God nudge. One of those moments that kind of disturbs and inconveniences already made plans. I found that what I thought I had to say about the undoubted beauty of this psalm and the confidence in God it shows was by no means the whole of the story that God wanted me to tell today. Have you ever found God to be so similarly inconvenient? So I make it a habit um, when I'm preaching to read... Um, lots of things about the text, um, very often including things that, to be honest, I might not, um, it might not be where my sympathies take me um, as, as someone um, who firmly believes in God's inclusive love for all and as someone who uh, struggles sometimes with the role of um, church and uh, patriarchal voices um, that, that seem to make people make people strangers make people other um, but it's what I do because it's good practice and because it's important to get a wider perspective because too narrow a view of anything doesn't leave us open to the change God would work in us if our hearts and minds are open. It certainly doesn't mean um, you're going to agree with everything you read, and this is the case in point, but I think, I really do think that the demand is there to consider points of view other than our own. So I read something that described this psalm as a profession of integrity from someone who abstains from all association with the wicked and makes himself pure in the temple trusting god to recognize as he says i have walked in your truth so it's just described in terms of turning attention away from the everyday world and to our our relationship with god Reminding the reader that we bear responsibility for our moral and religious integrity and suggesting that obviously though anyone can pray to God, it's easier. If integrity can be claimed, then we choose carefully who we choose to be associated with. Fair enough, you might think. But the context makes it clear that purity, integrity and truth in this context are loaded words with particular meanings. That who we choose to associate with has, uh, has one right answer. Sorry, that was two, wasn't it? One right answer. 
The voice here renders this psalm exclusive. It speaks of a particular way of reading scripture and um, to be honest it reeks of privilege. It interprets scripture in a very particular way um, and for those who know God properly. So I was a little bit like an MGM cartoon by this point with a massive double take and, and metaphorical klaxons going off because the beauty of the Psalms in pastoral use for me and for others has always been that they're open to interpretation to individual voices and circumstances but this executive voice said not and that's a problem because it's certainly not my voice and is it yours? Probably not. And if it's not yours and it's not mine, how do we find our authentic voices before God? You're reading scripture with an authentic voice that allows us to admit the, the, the responsibility we have to both use our own voices and to amplify one another's voices. It's funny when people talk about there only being one way to God, that it's usually the way that they're on. Think about that one. Anyway, Anglican Bishop Libby Lane wrote about finding and speaking our authentic voices. For many of us, this is hard. Centuries of conditioning have taught us to be silent, that we have nothing worth saying and that we won't be heard. But she was writing to and about women, but it's a truth that stands for many who have been made to feel other and ultimately less than they are, which is God's beloved. Don't let the voice of privilege spoil your joy or make you forget your belovedness and don't use your voice to do it to somebody else when we are authentic when we read as we are pray as we are and witness as we are we show our trust in God who made us we show faith in God's love as shown in Jesus. When we can say this psalm for us and for others in our own voices and accept that others will see it in theirs, we show our trust in God. And that's where integrity lies, as everything else does in God who hears all voices. As Psalm 26 says, Lord, I love the house of your habitation and the place where your glory lies. God lives in us. Amen. We have now come to that time when we each approach God intimately in prayer. Our response to 
O God, in your mercy, please respond, please hear our prayer. O God, in your mercy, please hear our prayer. As we light our candles, let us remember all those living with HIV and AIDS across the world, especially in places where drugs and medical help are limited or non-existent. Let us ask God to be present in the clinics and at the bedsides of the very ill. And may we be given the strength and willingness to lobby pharmaceutical companies to have mercy and to market their saving help at prices that even the poorest can afford. O oh God, in your mercy, please hear our prayer. In remembering all who suffer, we recall the millions across the world who are in the grip of COVID-19 and all the other ailments and treatments which have had to have been de delayed due to the pandemic. We remember with gratitude all those people who care for them. O oh God, in your mercy, please hear our prayer. Let us give thanks for all the people who service our communities, who place themselves on the front line and impossible danger to keep our world turning and functioning, especially the NHS, teaching staff, carers and the emergency services and those hundreds of people who work quietly behind the scenes in food banks, day centres and other community enterprises, serving the people as Jesus asked us to do. O oh God, in your mercy, please hear our prayer. We remember tonight all those who have lost their jobs because of the pandemic and the chaos it is causing. We may remember how debilitating it can be to have little or no income and the stress that this places on families and individuals. We ask God that our government wake up to their needs and to cease to fund weapons of mass destruction, instead to directing resources to those things which bring life, beginning with feeding, housing, and clothing all those who Jesus directed us to care for. O oh God, in your mercy, please hear our prayer. Let us pray for all people who are finding the changes and limitations of this present period almost too hard to bear. For autistic people, who may be finding the changes upsetting routines upon which they rely. For people prone to depression and other mental health problems. For very elderly people whose families may be far away and especially those who suffer loss and loneliness. May the Lord Jesus, our Good Shepherd, guard and guide them, reassure them and be a very real presence in their dark times. O oh God, in your mercy, please hear our prayer. 
Let us thank God for Northern Lights MCC and the new board members who will be taking responsibility for the day-to-day decisions affecting our church under the leadership of our Pastor Ronnie. Refresh the existing members and give them new heart for the tasks ahead. Energise and inspire the new members and fill the whole board with the grace of your Holy Spirit that they will lead us with wisdom and compassion towards recreating the Kingdom of God in this place. O God, in your mercy, please hear our prayer. We offer all of these prayers, those petitions contained within our church prayer book, and those secret prayers lodged within our hearts, in the name of Jesus, who taught us how to pray. And so we say together the prayer which he gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Let us all share together in the grace that God has given us. As we say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all evermore. Amen. Go in the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about what we do, you can find us on social media or visit our website, northernlightsmcc.org.uk.